Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. You could check us out at audioapesmusic.com. That is our website, and it has everything you need to know about us, our music, our podcast, our videos. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. Audio Apes is the music. Hanging With Apes is the podcast. We got a great, great show for you today. We're going to go over all kind of stuff from the new iPhone, iPhone 10, not iPhone X. We're going to talk a little bit about the Emmys and its uh, anti-Trumpism, the situation over at ESPN with Jameel Hill, racism at Fenway Park. But before we get into any of that, we want to introduce one of our good friends, one of our longtime friends, Vincent Williams. He's going to plug himself because he has a lot of stuff going on, blog, website, all that good stuff. Oh no, I'm I'm just a simple guy from Chicago, man. <laughs> um, Vincent Williams. Um, I'm working at UBM. I'm working all over the place. Board operator, trying to get my foot in the door in the media industry. Um, I do have a blog, critic at extra large, critic atxl.com. Uh, just social commentary, political commentary. Music commentary. I do have. I do touch on wrestling as well, pro wrestling. So, just um, just a little bit for everybody. Real interesting stuff. Real interesting stuff. I know every time he posts something on Twitter, I gotta click it. I gotta read what what he has to say. And you should too. And you should and you too. Should so too. critic at XL. You can follow him on Twitter also. So yeah. uh, let them know a little bit about your uh, board operating and and the station you work at now. Um, board operating, it's pretty much everything you hear on the radio. It's, um, is controlled by the board operator. So that's not only the shows and, you know, the talent, making sure the mic levels are proper. That's the commercials, running the commercials in the proper order. Um, if you don't run commercials in a proper order, you know, you're liable to get in trouble. Cause for example, like a station like GCI. All their commer- everything is set like commercial breaks and music, um, everything is timed out perfectly because it's counteracting what the other radio station is doing. Right. So like I don't know if have you ever heard um, you ever heard a maybe a song on GCI, mm-hmm. and then now I I doubt any of us really listen to the radio too much, but a song might play on GCI. Mm-hmm. And then you'll flip over to Power 92, and they'll have the same songs uh, starting up right after it finished on GCI. That's by design. I see. Strategized. Okay. Interesting. So That's real interesting. They're, they're trying to pull listeners away from one another, mm-hmm. and it's it's all it's all a game plan. Damn. Like kind of kind of like this podcast. Okay, we're gonna do this, do this, do this. Block A, block B. Right. That it's that's kind of how that's kind of how it is. That's real interesting. And another, I'm sorry, really another glad, another interesting uh, aspect. You ever hear those callers? The uh, like on the the callers on yeah, like the the people that call into the show. Right. One, a lot of those callers are taped. That's not live. They'll oh, they'll say they'll say that it's live, but it's really not. They, interesting. It's actually taped because. They don't want to run the risk of someone dropping an f bomb on I, air. You know what? I've always thought about that. I was, <laughs> I was always like, "How come? Like, we never hear like anybody on some. Oh, you know, uh, you're the you're the twentieth caller to win these tickets, and then they'll be like, fuck it right in the pussy.' Like, you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 you never. That never happens. But it makes sense now because they're pre-recorded. So you're like right now, like the Edward Snowden. Of this shit, because you're letting us know all the secrets, baby. Yeah, you're leaking. Oh, oh yeah, trust, you're, trust you're, you're the whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have some uh some black Range Rovers pull up in my yard. Damn, that's but um, up. and then another thing, the twentieth caller. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even the twentieth caller. Like, <laughs> like, like for example, it may be let's say tenth caller wins these tickets, and um, you know, let's say they get to the tenth caller. 
and the person doesn't really sound enthusiastic or they might forget the radio station, they'll they'll be like, Okay, you're not winning the tickets, they'll call they'll pick up the next caller and they're really enthusiastic. Oh, you're the tenth caller. Wow. It's wow. Like, or sometimes it might be the the third caller and they'll just play it off as wow. the tenth caller. Like it's people say the radio is the theater of the mind. I see. So that, and that's it, all it is. So it's a, a essentially just like the 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 TV industry and the mainstream uh-huh. media right now a total lack of integrity. Pretty much, wow. it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So of smoke and so mirrors. well, I guess people have podcasting for their integrity. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but uh, hanging with apes. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's funny, like kind of uh, uh, segueing into the whole integrity thing because last night. You know, I, I'm sure none of us watched it because I know I didn't. I did, but because uh, football was on, and that's way more important to me than the Emmys. Because honestly, I think the Emmy Awards for the longest time have been very poor in terms of of their nominations, because they have to they have to um, they have to get the right amount of like mainstream broadcast TV. Also, with the right amount of like stuff from Netflix, with the right amount of stuff from like Hulu and and uh, and HBO, and really, if if you really break it all down, the only things that are on TV, aside from like a few documentaries here and there or a few specials here and there, that's Emmy worthy is like HBO and like premium channels. Because yeah, if yeah. you ever try to sit down and watch like primetime television. Oh. It is god awful. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is god awful. So, so and even Netflix doing so well as of late for the last couple of years, they still don't amount to what HBO is. No, yeah, I mean, they don't. They're they're, they're getting there yeah. little by little, but they just don't have the catalog. Like HBO has yeah. years worth of a catalog. Yeah, you know HBO does a good job of picking the subjects that they want to tackle, like the shows that they want to really push. Whereas right now Netflix, although they do have a good catalog, I feel that. It's kind of everywhere. They're kind of trying everything. So it could be like one good show, but like five bad shows. Yeah. So, so I mean, I will commend, you know, uh, Netflix. They have stepped their game up, and it's definitely much better than primetime television. But uh, I think, like you said, HBO it, still It could came, be better. Like, yeah. well, like one thing that, that I feel like Netflix is doing really well, like they're, they're, they're doing some good documentaries. And then they have a few shows. Like I started messing with uh, the Ozarks. That that show is kind of oh, yeah. decent, sort of sort of uh, uh, bred out of the 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 mind of of like Breaking Bad type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of interesting. Nar- but Narcos is amazing, I, and I've heard good things about Narcos. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things about it. So now I'm gonna have to see. I saw the first like half of the first episode, and what I saw, I loved. It's just so much television to watch. But so you're saying Narcos? On a on a side note. I'm surprised Netflix is still booming like it is because the production value is amazing. Like House of Cards, mm-hmm. Narcos, these shows are not cheap. Like, they got to be in the upwards of hundred millions of dollars to produce, yet their Netflix is still only charging $9.99. Like, I feel like the bubble is going to burst with Netflix at some point. Just, Just... Sidebar business aspect. No, no, I, 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 I can see where you're, 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 you're going with that because I've thought of, about that for a long time with, uh, with HBO, like, like a show like Game of Thrones, that I think they film it in over seven different countries and they have wow. all these actors and and the scale of the show and as the seasons have progressed, the show has uh had special effects and all that. And I'm wondering like how are are the subscribers really like, cause really, there's there's no ads on there's no ads on on uh, on HBO. So all of that is like through subscriber money, and you know it's it's working. Out, and I I wondered about that, like you know if but is, but net are, but HBO doesn't put out the content as much content as Netflix does, and well, HBO has sports as well. So that's an well, no, in, that's well, an well, instant well, money maker. But HBO only has sports uh, commentary, like 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 real sports. I mean, with the, Ryan the, Gumbel, I mean the, but, the boxing specials. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't I didn't think about that. Netflix they, yeah. has Netflix has no sports. I mean, they've they've been talking about it for years, but there's no sports. But then, on Netflix. but then you gotta understand too with Netflix, a lot of their catalog is is secondhand. Like a lot of their catalog is is 
is uh, licensed, they're not producing it. They're just uh, paying for the right to, to use it. So, but... Uh, now, now, you know, since you mentioned the, the Emmys, I, I do want to mention this, which was, which was hilarious. Uh, the, their numbers, they had an all-time low. Which was this one? Because the, the, the last year was their all-time low. So yeah. To, so well, they, they matched it. Oh, they matched it. So so they didn't go up. They didn't go down. It was it was bad, and and it's crazy because the demographic that that was actually lower this year than last year was the eighteen to forty-nine. And uh, I remember reading in the Dangerous book by Milo where he was talking about media and and like the demographics and and how low the eighteen to forty-nine demographic is when it comes to actually relying on on television on news yeah so i think it has something to do with that because i i think overall with journalism and, and the way media portrays everything i feel that that demographic they've they've caught on and and they're just on their own shit like, oh fuck it you know i'm gonna do my own thing i'm not gonna watch this i'm not gonna watch that they're starting to become way more picky with what they're watching and and you know it does get a, a bit of annoying, like, cause, cause, like you said with with the Emmys, it was it was very anti-Trump. It was very Trump, 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 Trump. At the end of the day, you know, we're talking about shows here. You know, like we're not here to get lectured by you or you know, you tell us what 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 you think about this candidate and that candidate. From from everything that I've read about the Emmys yesterday and and certain uh, YouTube clips that I watched from like the Hollywood Reporter and 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 different YouTube channels, it seems to me as though the Hollywood elite are wounded. Like they, they seemed like, honestly, it seemed like a bunch of like battered wives in, in like a bunch of elite battered wives that just have nothing better to do than complain about like their husband. Like it, I, I'm starting to believe that maybe, maybe they, they love Trump more than, than the people that even voted for him because they can't stop talking about him. It's like, like yesterday, you and I, you and I were by Ernie's house, and we're playing, we're playing Madden, and 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 uh, playing video games and all that. We're not talking politics. We're we're just enjoying ourselves, playing video games, kicking it with the guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and and we, part of our job is to talk politics, and we're not even doing it in our leisure. But yet these people, in in a night that's supposed to be of celebration for their accomplishments, can't stop talking about Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if that's not wounded, jarring. if that's not wounded, like what, what is that? You know what I'm saying? And, and it's jarring. And if people, people are not going to tune into it, people are not going to tune in. I feel like, I feel like with the media is clearly far left. I mean, I, I call it the lunacy left. I mean, that, that, that's really, that's really what it is. Oh, that's great. And I feel like it's, I've been thinking about this. It's the three E's that's connected to it. It's emotions, it's ethics, and it's economics. The emotion side is because liberals have typically been on the receiving end of, you know, slavery and, and Jim Crow laws and, you know, all the, all the uh, you know, systematic oppression. Mm -hmm. So they're emotional. And, you know, when your emotions, when you're led by your emotions, it's typically not good. Like, you, you tend to do make very rash decisions when you shouldn't. The ethics uh, can be played into identity politics. You know, people, you know, I, I, I've heard I've heard you guys mention that before with identity politics. Yeah. And the economics, it's not only, when you mention Trump, yes, there, you know, people, it's, it's, it's a form of clickbait, but it's also a form of, of security, professional security. They know that the, fan base and the audience is left leaning so well you know like like espn you know hey the the our fan base is left leaning well guess what we're gonna give you all of our we're gonna give you left leaning commentary but, and, but the and thing it, is, it's a it's but the job is, security but is the fan base left leaning that's the thing like yeah. i feel like because you're starting to see the numbers go down I, right i feel that's, like they i feel like they believe that it's left leaning, but I don't think that it necessarily is because let's not forget half of the country, you know, generally speaking, voted for Trump. So that's half of the viewership right there. Now mm -hmm. we're talking about we're talking about all these all these 
these Hollywood elites, you know, so they they live in their own echo chamber. They 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 they're go se- out to eat and they hang out with their type of people. They're very segregated from the population. Oh, absolutely segregated from everybody and like really. and like and re- really out of touch. Yeah. And so I feel like they think that everybody is sort of a victim, I guess, because they don't live the life that live the life that they do. So it's like, oh, well, they're beneath us. So we gotta at least act like we care about them, not even realizing that. Well, no, like people don't think like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> for the most part, I would imagine people engage in in watching TV, either a TV show or watching sports. To forget about the everyday problems and and in actually enjoy and you know kind of segueing into like our next topic, kind of with the the Jamil Hill thing and calling tweeting that Trump is a white supremacist and he surrounds himself with white supremacists. Now, which, which is completely false, by the way. Right, like like there and there's a lot of there's a lot of ways there's a lot of ways to look at this and and we got to kind of be careful how we dissect it because number one. There's no evidence to suggest that he's a white supremacist and he's surrounded by white supremacists. But now, where I feel like the White House made a big mistake is when when Sarah Huckabee Sanders in that press conference said that she that that was a fireable offense. Well, no, we can't we can't be hypocrites and like criticize when 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 the left is outraged and says, "Oh, that person should be fired." No. No, you have no. your opinions. You, she had that was her opinion. That was her opinion. I don't think she should be fired for. It. I totally disagree with it. Yeah, but I don't think she sh- she should be fired for it. But I guess I guess what that kind of leads us to is is the bigger, more important question, which is now people are fighting fire with fire. That and then, but then also is 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 sports and 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 politics getting integrated in a in a distasteful way? Like, is it not? Is this is this what people want, well, or do they not want this? Well, well, the thing is this: you're outraged. You're outraged. Well, you saw the 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 tweet that tr- Donald Trump had when when he uh, <laughs> he swang the the golf the the you know he was the golfing gift, and then the gift yeah, yeah the gift yeah that he retweeted where he hits uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and, and well, you saw how the media reacted to it, and that's why I say that you fight fire or that people are fighting fire with fire because. It was a gif. I mean, are you really gonna read into this? People had round tables about this. Like, I was like, it's well, a gif. Well, just no like, one gives a shit. Just like <laughs> CNN, how extreme they got with even wanting to dox the 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 creator of the 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 Donald Trump gif where he's beating up CNN. Yeah. Like how they they get extreme about it. Well, and then and then even then you lose some integrity because on one end with 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 that tweet. Where he's beating up CNN, they want to expose dude who 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 had that gift. Now on this one, they had a roundtable and they're like, "Well, we got to be careful. We don't want to expose the person who made the gift." Well, you didn't feel that way about the, the the person prior to that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a gift, whatever. You know, that's what Trump does. He's a fucking troll. That's what he does. So Jamil Hill, I, 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 on the same token, has a right to have her opinions and say what she wants. She's an individual. Do I agree with her? No. Do some people agree with her? Yes. And that's it. Freedom of speech. I mean... Hey, my, my problem, my biggest... I don't even... I disagree with Jamel Hill vehemently. But my biggest, my bigger issue here is with ESPN. is because there's a um, longtime ESPN employee, Linda Cohn. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, she's, been with, she's been with ESPN upwards of... I don't know, was it 15, 20 years? And on a local New York radio station, she said that um, she thinks that ESPN has been led down the wrong path as far as its politics. You mm-hmm. know, they, their politics and they've, they're so pop, they're so, they talk so much left leaning politics that they've alienated their core fan base. Mm-hmm. And, like I agree with what she's saying. Like the the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the numbers. Like like we see they're losing subscribers like crazy. Yeah. But e- Linda Cohn got a phone call from John Skipper, who's the president of ESPN, and the president of um, Disney. Mm. And the president I'm forgetting the guy's name, but the president of Disney 
chastise her so bad, like pretty much like a little kid, screamed at her and said, you know, you need to stay home this weekend. You're suspended this weekend. So you so you can sit at home and think about what you did. Wow. And that that makes ESPN look so, so terrible. I mean, how I mean, Linda Cohn voices her opinion and she's suspended. And I guess it was an unofficial suspension, but she was suspended. Jamel Hill, you know, makes this tweet about the president of the United States and there's just absolutely no repercussions. For yeah, it. And, and that's what's crazy about this Jamel Hill situation is that it's forced ESPN to show its true colors and its hypocrisy because, yeah. like, that situation with Linda Cohn, and then that's how they responded to that, whereas with the Jamel Hill situa- situation, all they responded, and this is all they did, released the statement on Twitter, the comments on Twitter from Jamel Hill regarding the president do not represent the, the position of ESPN. We have addressed it with Jamel, and she recognizes her actions were inappropriate. End of story. Whereas when Kurt Schilling was on there, he oh, yeah. he had talked about how he felt about the transgender uh, bathrooms and transgenders got fired. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like it, it, situations like this bring out bring out the hypocrisy in a station like that. And then what happens is the people respond accordingly because it's like this. I feel like maybe more people would be okay with with sports channels and sports net networks sort of voicing their their political beliefs if it was even cited. But then at that point, if that starts to happen, that's no longer a sports network. It's a news network. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Like if you're going to be going on both sides. So now like your, your identity as, as a, as a business is something totally different. So obviously as ESPN, you don't want that. You don't want that. But then you're making the deadly mistake of being one-sided in politics when really politics should have nothing to do with this. You know what I'm saying, and then, or or at least very little, or or very little, very little, because I'm, you know, politics I, is I, I guess politics life. is everywhere. Yeah. But but I mean, I, don't know. I mean, in regards to Colin Kaepernick, how can you avoid the the political? Yeah. So yeah. I I get that. Real quickly to piggyback off of your point, Mike Ditka was fired from ESPN. Yeah, I know because of he said you know he didn't like he didn't like Obama and he's gonna vote for Trump and he was fired. And, and that's like. <laughs> Come on, that's that's just him picking the candidate that, that he likes. It is what it is, and this is this is the craziness to me. And um, and you know how a lot of people once Trump won, right away they're like, oh, I'm gonna go read Animal Farm in 1984, but they don't realize that like, it's like they don't realize that Animal Farm in 1984 is really about you. Like you, you're so anti-fascist. And you don't really look in the mirror and realize that you've become that the which, which, yeah, the, which you which you supposedly hate. You yeah. become exactly, you know, Antifa means anti-fascist. They're fascists. It's it's ridiculous. It's it, it's it's just I don't. It, it it leaves me speechless because it's just like what happens to? Do you analyze these things intellectually? Do you realize what you're doing? Because it's the exact opposite of whatever you say that your movement is. You know. To backtrack just a little bit, what, what something you said about Colin Kaepernick, and, and I was just thinking of a way how how to how to to broadcast that without with with remaining apolitical. I think you do that by just stating the facts, and actually anybody who's in support of Colin Kaepernick can really get their point across by being apolitical. And 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 the reason I say this is is this. Okay, you acknowledge that that's his right to do that, and you acknowledge that that might start a movement. Where I think certain um, sports analysts take it too far is when when they they say whether they agree or disagree, or or say that this is something that should have been done a long time ago. Why isn't the rest of the league joining him? This and that. That's when it starts to become a political situation. Because honestly, anybody who's who's in support of Colin Kaepernick and and with like his current situation, as far as him not playing in the NFL right now, just throw out his stats, throw out some the stats of, of his best year, and be like, well, he he he. I believe he can clearly outperform this quarterback. I believe he can clearly outperform that quarterback, and all of that is is statistic and 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 based in data. 
and then that way you could still bring it up and broadcast it without without it being a political thing you know what i'm saying so obviously there's a political connotation to it mm-hmm. but i think these anal- these these uh some of these analysis they and the commentators they take it like way too far and 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 way beyond like what they should and and to be quite frank they're a little bit out of their depth because a lot of them don't know about that stuff. Shannon yeah. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, some someone you you can go the data route, but even the data is not all telling like it like people probably think it is. You know, people constantly say, "Oh, well, look at Colin Kaepernick. He made he led his team to the Super Bowl." Yeah, he had a great head coach. He had a great offensive line. He had really good receivers, and he had a top five defense. And Kaepernick kind of played his role, you know, like oh, Ka- Callen Kaepernick. He threw sixteen touchdowns and four picks last year, last season on what the second worst team in the NFL. Yeah. So, you know, Ka- Kaepernick is a m- marginal quarterback, and I wouldn't sign him, person. Not but- to mention. You have to also admit, and I'm sorry I'm cutting you off here, but I mean, you also have to take it. It's like it, it a business partnership is like just a regular partnership, you know, like a relationship. Do you want that extra baggage? You know what I mean? I, yo, I've been I've been saying the same thing. What does what does McDonald's think of abortion? What does you know Walmart think of the death penalty? You don't know because there's not enough to gain. Right. To 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 illustrate to to get that get their point across, Colin Kaepernick. There's not enough for an organization to gain to sign him. Yeah, you're you, absolutely right. You, and, and if you sign him, you're signing a backup quarterback, and you're going to get all sorts of backlash. Yeah, you, and possibly alienate half of your I totally, fan base. I totally agree. You, you and can't we, sign we, him. we've said that on the show a few times. He's not his talent is not worth the backlash and the heat that you'll receive. For having him on your team, if he was a fucking Gronkowski, if he was a Tom Brady, maybe that that'd be a different story. But his his talent, as it currently stands, is not worth what you're you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, you can't you can't blame people who have a business and and look at these things. Like you said, statistically not very impressive, not horrible, not terrible, but not great. You know. Yeah. And actually, if if you want to cut it 50-50, he's probably on the worst end of the stick. You know, like, he's one of the worser quarterbacks compared to, to, to the talent that's out there. So, I feel it's pretty accurate what you said, and you're pretty much on point. So, this Jamil Hill situation, I don't know if you guys caught this, It it, it, it out of it was birth another sort of controversial situation. Travis Clay, he's, he's, he's also a sports commentator. He was on CNN. No, Clay Travis. Oh, Clay Travis. Thank you. Yeah, Clay <laughs> Travis. Well, you know, I always do that when, when people have when people have two first names yeah. as the as their first and last name. I always do that. Like you know, at you least know, you didn't say Tracy Morgan. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know who you, who you always do that with. Like you always get their their first and last fucked up is uh, uh CK yeah. Lewis. <laughs> Did I get it right? No, Louis CK. God, but damn you it. always say CK <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, like, you there's an author. Same, yeah, you always do that same shit. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Clay Travis, he was on uh, on CNN with Brooke Baldwin talking about the Jamil Hill situation, and uh, well, I'm gonna play the clip. I'm gonna play the clip real quick, and then and then we'll talk about it. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. I believe in only two things completely, the First Amendment and boobs. And so once they made the decision that they were Wait, not did going you just to say allow a you conservative non-sports-related and... commentary, they Wait, couldn't do it Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly as a woman anchoring the show. Did you say, what did you just say? You yeah. believe in the First Amendment and BWBS? Boobs. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history, the First Amendment and boobs. So those are the only two things I believe in absolutely in the country. And so I don't think Jamel Hill should be fired. But I do think straight up that once you make the decision that you are going to let Kurt Schill go, that you have to also make the decision that you're going to let Jamel Hill go. I think that's a bad decision. I think ESPN has made bad decisions that have led to 13 million subscribers bailing on the network. They've made bad decisions that have led to 
ratings collapsing. Jamel Hill's television show is collapsing. Ratings were down 20% last week over last year. I think that's why she's angry. I think that's why she went after Donald Trump. She's begging for ESPN to fire her so she can work somewhere else. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we're not going to play the whole clip. But it's, I believe in them. So obviously anybody that's that's listening, they, they, they weren't able to see Brooke Baldwin's response, but but she was appalled. Yeah, she was appalled, and I was honestly surprised they even let him go. They even let him get that far because later in the cl clip they end up just straight up cutting him off. Yeah, and then the 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 other dude on the panel, he's like, you know, I can't believe you would say that. Like, you know, the, uh, 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 these women they 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 go through so much, and you know, trying to trying to be respected in the industry, yada, yada, yada. And then he, Clay Travis didn't say, hey, Brooke Baldwin, let me see your tits. Like, he, he, he just said, I believe in the First Amendment and boobs. He didn't even say, and your boobs. Like, what are you so appalled about? What, yeah. do you, what are you so appalled about? Like, yeah, yeah. That, I, I was a little shocked at their, um, at their reaction. I mean, it was a little weird from from his end, like like what what he said. Like it did take me back in the sense that I wasn't expecting that, but it wasn't like anything that, as a, you know, if I was a woman, I would have necessarily been offended by it or anything. I don't think it was weird. I think he intended to troll and create a paradox. Yeah. Because this is this is uh what what the Huffington Post had to say about it is that sports host. Fox Sports Post, desperate for controversy, goes on CNN, praises boobs. Desperate for controversy. Good God. <laughs> no, I don't think he was desperate for it. I think he made his point. It's like you're cutting him off for saying something. Yeah. Isn't that what we're talking about? No. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, is no. like that's a that's a sort of paradoxical where we're, we're, we're talking about something that Jamel, Jamel Hill said, yeah. which... He didn't agree with, but he was in support of her her right to say it. But yet, I'm telling you that she said something I disagree with, but I, I still support her right to say it. Yeah. I'm saying something that you disagree with, you cut me off. Which is exactly which is exactly what Trump does when he tweets those gifts. Yeah. He does that on purpose. And 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 it, it baffles me that people are so stupid to fall for those traps. This is chestnut checkers. Like uh, it's it's ridiculous because that that's that's what you're that's what you're doing you you're 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 being appalled over something that really you shouldn't be appalled about but but that was that was crazy because i didn't think about that and that actually is quite that, that's that's some genius shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah so it's uh i found that interesting i was like hmm that that's that's odd but um it, again more stuff involving the sports world and politics. And then last week we had the whole um, Fenway Park incident where where the those white people, they put the banner over yeah. what they call the green monster. Mm -hmm. uh, with And the banner said, racism is as American, American as baseball. baseball. You know what, what was shocking me a little bit was uh, they were, I, I didn't expect that because I thought they were, it was just like some racist people. But it was quite the opposite. It was people that, you thought the people that put that were racist? Yeah, I, at what? first I thought because you know, like the way the headline read, it was like white people put. You oh, know what I'm I saying? See. So I was like, "What the hell?" So when I was reading about it, I realized that they were trying to make the point that that racism it has been, I guess, normalized in America and it's like terrible. So well, they were anti-racist. Right. I exactly. But but my thing is this. First first off, I that's not your venue. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't do that. <clears throat> but but well, what do you, what do you guys think about well, it? There's a tweet that pretty much uh, expressed my sentiment. Um, it was by uh, well, who was it? Uh, the Twitter handle was Boston Sports Bro, and this is what he said: Hanging a racism banner at Fenway is like hanging a pedophilia banner at a at a t-ball game. We know it exists. Now is not the time or place. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Which I That's thought was, yeah, funny. I thought it was pretty comedic, but very true. Like, it's not the time or place. We're, we're watching a game. Like, what, what, what is this? You're making this shit not fun. And like you said, that's not your venue for you to do that type of stuff when you know you're not supposed to be doing that. 
Is it as American as baseball? I feel like as long as there are different people of different colors, of ethnic backgrounds, there's always going to be racism. We can fight. Obviously, we should keep fighting to uh, to to try to, not, I mean, obviously you're not going to end racism, but yeah. you should always keep the dialogue open. You should always strive towards a better tomorrow. But just keep in in mind, there will always be racism. As long as there are men and women, there will always be people who chastise over gender. I know we're trying to live in a genderless America, but um, but but the but the sign, the banner, it didn't say racism exists, which nobody here is 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 doubting or questioning. The sign said racism is as American as baseball. Uh I feel to that, me yeah. that's that's deep that's deep rooted that that to me says that just like baseball is an american staple so is racism and and I don't agree with that maybe at a time in our history maybe that that was the case but then even that even racism if we're talking about slavery and you know back in the day even that wasn't as it wasn't exclusive to the united states no. So racism as American as baseball, that I feel is different than just saying racism exists. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll start, let me start off by saying this. So one of the books that I'm reading, I'm reading like three different books at, at the time. I, I'm just a freaking mess. But one of, the, one of the books that I'm reading is by Seth Steffens Davidowitz. It's called Everybody Lies, Big Data, How... Um, and what the internet can tell you tell us about who we really are. The basis of the book is that polls is a bunch of bullshit. Because mm-hmm. yeah, people, people lie on polls. Like, okay. What's more telling is data is a search engine data. Interesting. Because, you know, if you you can lie to a poll, but if you lie on Google, you're not gonna get the information that you're that, seeking. Yeah. Interesting. So you know, he uses one one of the part one, in one of the parts of the book. He talks about the election, or or better yet, he talks about racism, and how people look at racism as kind of a north south thing. Racism is actually sp- split up among east and west, because the night President Obama was elected, the east part, and when I say east, I'm talking east of Texas. Okay. Um, that. A lot of the Google searches that were popping up were, um, I don't like saying the word, but, you know, nigger president, um, nigger, nigger jokes, you know, tr- um, just kind of tapping into the, and I, and, I, and I really feel this way, President Obama inadvertently, maybe, tapped into the racist underbelly of, of America. Mm-hmm. The, the racism was always there, but because he brought it out, you know, there, I mean, let's be honest, there were, there's plenty of black people who voted for President Obama because he was black, which is racism. And he kind of brought that up to the forefront. President Trump took advantage of that. And he says, or Davidowitz says, that's what got him into the office or part of a part of that's part of what got him into the office. So, Racism can win and sway elections. And I think, and as I'm reading and doing more research, it kind of seems like that's been going on for quite some time. So maybe there is a point that racism is as American as baseball. That, that's interesting. What yeah, about you? Yeah. Well, I feel racism does exist here and, and everywhere else. Um, but one thing that, that this country uh thrives on is our capitalistic system which doesn't really allow for us to leave the best candidate for whatever you know profession or whatever sport or whatever you know whatever anything anything that's competitive and you know anything economic really it doesn't really leave room to to uh, i mean it leaves room if if you're an idiot <laughs> but i feel that you're always going to have the best candidates for for whatever, you know, again, any profession that you do. So I feel that just it, people, and, and another thing too is racism 
And stereotyping, I don't necessarily think uh, people know the difference between that because there's a lot of stereotypes about everyone Mm -hmm. from fucking Jewish to Asian to black to white to Mexican to Indian people. So there's also a line to be drawn there because people will feel a certain way. Uh, I mean, they overlap. Yeah, yeah. But they, they they don't necessarily go hand in hand. Yeah, they don't go hand in hand. I, I feel that racism would have to be, you know, like the way the way colleges talk about racism, which is, oh, it's institutional racism. I don't feel that America has a, you know, institutional racism problem. I don't feel like police departments are out, out there, you know, trying to find the next black guy to kill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel that. Um, so... I don't think it's as American as uh God, as... that's that sounds like the uh, Michael Bennett situation in Vegas. <laughs> Which one? Michael Bennett, the uh, defensive end yeah, for when he was Seattle. in Vegas watching the Mayweather fight. Oh, I didn't even. Oh wow, what happened? Well, Shit. well, he, mind you, this is he comes out with this ten days later, mind you, but um, you know, wait, the Mayweather McGregor fight? Yeah. Right, he, okay. right, he was. He was at the Mayweather fight, and um, he was in a casino, and shots had rang out, and, you know, I guess supposedly he ran, and um, the cops had him on the ground, handcuffed. Oh, they used so much excessive force. They used so much force. They had a gun pointed to my hand. Mind you, this man is 6'4", 275, but, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, well, I mean, I, I mean, regardless, I, I wouldn't advise you to do that to the police anyway, to like fight off, the, you know, like if they're stopping you, whatever. At this point, it's a lose lose. Right. So I don't care if you're fucking seven. I don't care if you're Shaq. Like if the police, your life is more important than whatever fucking mistake they, they did. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember the one with the nurse. Yeah, the nurse. The cop was like yeah, in the he wrong. Was totally like, in the wrong. Totally in the wrong. As a matter of fact, the the officer that was with him, you could tell in his yeah, face. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, was fuck, like, oh this motherfucker's gonna get me fired." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and you know, honestly, if I would have been the partner, I would have been like, "Hey, dude, like, get off her, get off her, and stop him, and and take him away, and be like, yeah. dude, you're fucking up right now. You're fucking up.' So, so you know, people are gonna fuck up. People fuck up, and 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 do idiotic things. Um. And even in that situation, if, if if they were just chasing him, you know, I don't, I don't, I would have to read up on it because I literally didn't like hear he, about this. he tried to point, it, he tried to make it a race issue. Oh, yeah. you know, these white cops, you know, and that's why Colin Kaepernick pro- is protesting. Yeah. And, and then his black civil rights attorney, black civil rights attorney yeah. came out and said, oh, this is not a race issue. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't know so, that part. I knew about I knew about everything you were saying until the black civil rights attorney part. Yeah, I think you yeah, had my I, curiosity. I think, now you have uh, my I think he did like an interview or or someone that asked him a question and and like he came out and said this is not a but race it, issue. It, but it's so it, it's so crazy like when that happens because that's just the same thing like when when Obama's DOJ and Eric Holder cleared Darren Wilson of any wrongdoing in the Michael Brown situation yeah. and people still want to protest. Listen, the black president and the black attorney general <laughs> found out that this white cop was in what didn't they he didn't do anything wrong. They 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 cleared him. So it's not just because people, you know, they want to say, oh well, it was it was it was a racist jury and it was a racist court system in Missouri. Okay. We'll give you that. If you want to take that argument, I'll give yeah, that to yeah, you. Yeah. But the president, the president, and and his and his attorney general, who is also black, say that no. And they're was, both leftists. And I mean, they're both leftists. On. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that that that's ridiculous. This is a fucking terrible. Well, I mean, this is a, a really good episode as far as subject matter, but it just shows like the the climate that we're living in. It's yeah. just all just extremes. Well, yeah. Well, and, and so you guys gave your take on on the 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 Fenway banner. So I'm gonna play this clip of Max Kellerman, and I just want you to you guys to tell me whether or not you think he might be out of his depth. Here we go. Well, first of all, good job raising awareness for something that these people wanted to raise awareness for. And I'll bet you the person making the decision to remove them from the game, I, I would venture a guess as to their race. 
who do you, you know what what when people talk about white supremacy or a power structure what do you think they're talking about um, I would say this for those who find it distasteful to see that at a baseball game come on we have to deal with race and societal issues everywhere we go we want to watch a baseball game leave us alone I understand that, but a couple things. One, it reminds me I'll be watching a Yankees game and they'll be having these ads, you know, against smoking and showing you the effects of lung cancer. And they're so graphic, I can't look at it. I get nauseated. I'm like, please, I'm trying to watch a game, leave me alone. But at the same time, I realize that this is a very serious problem, and I dare anyone to go smoke a cigarette after seeing that ad. It's hard, it makes it harder to do it. So I understand that, yes, they have a captive audience in a sense. And what they're doing is nauseating a lot of people, including me, and I wish it wasn't an intrusion. But if they're saving lives, if they're addressing a really important issue, I suppose I have to put up with it. And I think this is, part, is, is along those lines. Racism is more American than baseball. It was 200 years old before, before uh, baseball was invented in this country, right? I mean, the, and I go through this every time, the international slave trade, the institution of slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, and on and on and on existed before baseball did. So it is part of our history. It still um, reverberates today, and it needs to be addressed. I'm so as, as sympathetic as I am to those who say I don't want want this in baseball. Look, it's a reality, and it's not like what they said wasn't true. And and raising awareness, I think, is a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. And and they told the truth. I'm not sympathetic about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I. I agree with him. I, you know, he, he makes, he makes a lot of valid points and, you know, with, in, re, in regards to, um, I guess in regards to it being more, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. Racism has been around longer than baseball. Um, and it's, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tongue, I'm getting tongue tied, <laughs> but, um, man, I go, go see, go ahead. I had a point in my head and I, completely forgot it you're dying so it's all good it's all good right See, i'm, I, no, I'm oh, gonna I, remember it when you start talking yeah just interrupt him yeah, right yeah, yeah just interrupt me at, at any case well what i think is this um the company that saved their hard-earned dollars to pay for an ad on a commercial for a baseball game they they use their money uh, to 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 have a product placement or whatever a commercial placement is not the same as you just bringing something illegally into the you know into the baseball field and then putting it down. I get it. Well, then do it you know do it the legal way, which is like but then have a commercial that does that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel that it's the same thing. I don't agree with Max Kellerman in the sense that like. Uh, the issue should be addressed in in the sense that like we don't have a we don't have a, a overly racist issue here in America. I don't believe that. So what are we addressing here? History. I mean, because yeah, history and a long uh, part of American history there was uh, racism all the way to the point you know the, the the Jim Crow era and you know after that. And, and, and even even today, there is, I'm, I'm not going to say there's no racism, but what I'm saying is racism is not stopping any of us from getting to where we got to get to as individuals, as flesh and blood human beings. So I, I don't feel that he's 100% correct in his assumption. And, and, and what, what's, to me, the craziest point about all of this that nobody seems to be addressing is the fact that racism and, 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 uh, institutional oppression or, or, or whatever, however you want to word it or phrase it or, or whatever, whatever, whatever entity you think it is and whatever power it holds is not exclusive to the United States. But you know what is exclusive to the United States? The beginning of the end of slavery. Like that is exclusive to the United States was at the forefront of that. And so it, it's so crazy to me. Like when, when white people, they so, I don't know if it's the white guilt or, or whatever, but it, but it almost seems disingenuous when they, when they take that route, but then also don't, don't acknowledge the fact that it was, it was also white people that, that helped abolish slavery. So yeah. like, if we're going to look at the subject for what it is, for, for what it is, then let, let's look at it the, the whole way. And, and then if you look at it the whole way, and if you look at it on all sides of the spectrum, that I think there you'll find your answer. 
that it's not as American as baseball. Does it exist? Yes. Does it exist in America? Yes. But is it a staple of America in today's day and age? No, I I, I don't think it is. See, I, I, I remember what I was going to say now. Racism, I think it is a staple. Like, it's it's just, it's it's an overbearing theme in America. However, what it is is that I think unsuccessful people try to use it in a way to say why they didn't get to... A scapegoat, as a scapegoat. Right, like, um, you know, y- years ago, we used to talk about this. You know, people will say, oh, well... You know, you, you know why Jay-Z's so successful, right? He he shot his brother and he sold his soul to the devil. He's part of the Illuminati. That's that's why Jay-Z's successful. You know, <laughs> and, Damn. you know, and, and you know, me being getting into the media industry, I hear so much talk about that from so many low-level rappers. Oh, that guy, man, Kendrick Lamar, man, he he's so successful. He sold his soul to the devil. Man, he he wrote it in blood somewhere. And it's and it's just I think people are doing that with racism is that, you know, the, the, the fat, the fat ass that sits on her couch and eats cupcakes all day and wants to cry that she didn't get a job. Oh, well, they didn't hire me because I'm black and, and, and the boss was white. That's racism. No, because you're a fat ass. You eat cupcakes all day and you don't do anything like that. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, like racism is there, but you can't use it. As, a, as you said, yeah. a scapegoat. I, I and, and I agree with with ninety five percent of what you just said. But when you said like it's an overbearing theme, where though? Like well, where where are you seeing it as an overbearing? It, like what? I mean, as, as far as as far as the media is concerned, they will point to racism. Okay, well, you know, oh, well, Trump got into office because of racism, or Obama, you know did this because of racism and this is this way because like it, it's an overbearing right, thing but, that's but, constantly brought up in oh the media. so so i see so you're saying you're saying it's 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 overbearing in it's the a sense, selling point in, in, America, in the sense that it, that it's it's talking point and it's a it's it's a talking point but but and and with the media and and with the audience the sheeple is, people, is, is v- validity though like how valid are these talking points because like like you just said the 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 fat chick that eats cupcakes all day you know what I'm saying? She's we'll saying she's going to the job. Like, and let's say she's trying to like work at Hooters or something. Yeah. Well, no, they're not going to hire you because yeah. you're fat and you eat cupcakes all day and you have to have a banging body to yeah. work here. And, you know, a woman, and so yeah. if the manager there is white and he doesn't hire you and you say it's racism, sure, that becomes a talking point. Like, hey, that fat bitch that eats cupcakes all day down the block, she said that the, the, the manager at Hooters is racist. Now that's a talking point, but how valid is her claim? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, oh, because uh, the patriarchy runs everything. Like everything, everything is 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 overly saturated with like an extreme view. Like like, like some someone's in, hiding some, in the some shadows. Intangible boogeyman that yeah. like nobody can like capture. Yeah, it's like well, then, the, it, the Illuminati. So you motherfuckers, <laughs> right? Like you motherfuckers have been chasing this boogeyman for all these years. Ain't hey, nobody Illuminati. Ain't nobody caught him or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like where the fuck is he? Yeah. That's Let's just I'm... all like go out and catch his ass at night. Yeah. Because he don't exist. And, and why do you think and, and um, you know a, a lot of women like that in that situation would be more susceptible to get on some feminist stuff yeah. due to the fact that they're not acknowledging what they have power over and changing it. Right, because because that same woman, you know, this hypothetical woman that, that Vince has created. <laughs> we'll call her, I don't know, uh, Big Bertha. Big Bertha. Well, <laughs> Big, Big Bertha. Big Bertha, like, she has, she that that's where, like, the, the, the intersectional, Feminism comes in yeah. because now it's it's okay. She's a woman and she doesn't do too great in the men department, but now she's also black. So now she has she's fat. That's a disadvantage. <laughs> she's ugly. That's a disadvantage. Yeah. And then now she's black and jobless. That all those are like just ah, disadvantages. Damn. Like Big Bertha, get your shit together, baby. Like, no intersectional yeah. game. But right, she's intersectional game proper. Yeah. <laughs> Inter- intersectional game proper. Oh, we're coining that shit. <laughs> we're coining that shit today. And it, it, it kind of went along with the clip you played with Clay Travis. 
yeah. uh, uh, you know, not Travis Clay, right? Clay Travis, right? Clay, Clay <laughs> Travis, you know, where the woman was so offended that he said the word boobs. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's just yeah. And you know, <laughs> people wonder why trolls don't go away because because of this shit. Because because of the current climate, it's just too easy to be a troll. Yeah, it is. On a on a completely side on a side note, I do think it's a bit scary that those people were able to bring in that poster, that banner, because, you know, I I've I really thought this, you know, about terrorists and and and, and airplanes, mm-hmm. how they would smuggle bombs on the airplanes. What's stopping a terrorist or an extreme radical from smuggling a bomb into a, a jam packed? Stadium, man, dude, Super Bowl. That is or, a great, or something. That is a great point. Yeah, like, and, and what you just said, it actually it reminds me. It reminds me a lot of my dad because I was talking to my dad uh, yesterday, actually before before I left to meet up with you guys. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and then he was like, he was talking about the North Korea situation, and he was like, why? Is everybody so worried about DACA and all of this stuff? Because if this man over there shoots a missile to the West Coast, and okay, let's say he's aiming for LA, but it hits Sacramento, still millions of people are going to die. Instantly, fucking this Fenway Park banner, DACA, the Emmys, none of it will mean anything. So like, like we're all, you know, and and, and that's, that's a great point. Like we're over here going back and forth about about a goofy ass banner but the truth is like it is scary because and that banner was big so if they were able to get that in they were able to get some chemicals in or a bomb or like so that that's a very interesting point yeah and and if if that war with north korea does happen how are we gonna fight a war and we're so divided ourselves yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 i think and i honestly that might be one of the reasons why he's been getting so greasy lately because all oh, these motherfuckers they can't yeah. even get their shit together like like we could do whatever we want it reminds me of the end of apocalypto you remember that i don't know if you guys remember that when when like uh the the what was it it was a mayan uh yeah. it was like mayan tribes and stuff and that whole that whole time Dude was like fighting against his own people because like yeah, they were like, they were, like on some they were on some like human sacrifice stuff and trying to capture him. Yeah, so and, like, taking over different. You, 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 you never know. seen it, right? No. no. So it, 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 if if you get a chance, you should watch it. I think you'll really like it. Yeah. So movie. there's a part there's a place in Mexico like in the Yucatan area where uh, like the 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 Mayan pyramids still exist today, like Chichen Itza. So back there, back then. You know, they were doing all kind of like human sacrifice and praying to the sun and all of this and all that. Like, you know, the tribes back then and, and like playing sports to, to the death and all of that. And actually, like we know uh, quite a bit about the history because like going to Merida, if you go visit Chichen Itza, which one you should go with us, that should be too great. We go to the tour of Chichen Itza and like they explain the history, like even like what the rocks are made of and, and all of that stuff. Well, anyway. Fast tracking, the this this uh, the main character. I don't remember his name. He's going through all of this craziness with his own people, like with the tribe and all that. And that's pretty much the the majority of the movie. But then at the end, we want you you want to tell him the end. Yeah, well, the end that that whole time they're fighting amongst themselves. So you know, he and and obviously he's kind of on the right side of of that battle between mm-hmm. the Mayan tribes. So he's running, you know, he outed all, everyone and he runs towards like uh, this the edge of this cliff and he stops and says, oh shit. No, not the cliff. He's on the beach. Oh yeah, he's on the beach, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's like a little hill and then yeah. like you could see the, the, the beach right there. And then he looks and, and and like you watch two hours of just like slaughtering and him yeah. just fighting for his life. <laughs> a- amongst them. And, and and you see the fucking what was it? The, 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 the ship that the, was it? The, the Santa? The, the, the ship from, of the Spaniard ship. So like, which represents historically that really he just did all that, and really his problems are just starting. Like the real problems. Their problems are just their, starting. Actually, all of their problems. Because that was because, like a UFO to them. Yeah, at well, that point. when he stopped, that's what it. That's what it seemed like. He saw like something so out of this world, and he's looking at it, and the camera's like right on his face, and then even the people chasing him stop. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And then you know it's a ship, but it's it, crazy, and, and it's so crazy because like. That's the beginning of 
the the, end. The, the 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 raping of their women, the disease that the Spaniards brought over, the weaponry, and just like the total like slaughter and domination of their people. Yeah. And like we're over here, and, and it's the same thing. Fighting well, amongst each other. Fighting amongst each other, and this motherfucker got some bombs. Yeah. Ready, so. Yeah, shit. We're we're worried about North Korea. Shit, we, we got to be worried about these UFOs <laughs> popping up. No, but it, it's crazy. Like, we have it so, and I say this all the time. I tell people all the time. They get all mad, but um, we have it so good in America that we have to complain about the just everything at this first point. world problems. Yeah, first world yeah. problems exactly. Yeah, uptown problems, yeah. baby. Yeah, but it's um, crazy. But uh, iPhone ten. You guys get it? Well, you're not a you're not an Apple guy, right? No, I'm not. Yeah. By the way, thank you. For Apple. <laughs> I feel like Apple users and Starbucks drinkers are the same people. Nah. Wow. Well, no, well, no. You actually, actually, his his assessment is actually pretty great. You know, this, I fucks this, with it. this dude, he moved to he the Starbucks. Yeah, listen, and he oh. never did before. I have always. No, I'm no, no. Always. That's a that's a bold face lie. That's a bold face lie. Like, I've been doing that shit since, he never, since like, 2014. I've known this dude. I've known this dude the majority of his life, and I've never until until he moved to the motherfucking suburbs have seen him drink Starbucks. <laughs> and then not only that, not only that, you want to hear the real kicker, and this really blew my mind. And I and I lost. I'd say 75% of the respect that I've had for him, I lost it in this instance. We were, we were going somewhere, I don't know, like taking care of some business. And then, oh, we were deciding what to eat. We were by Fort City, and I'm a Pop Bellies guy. I love Pop Bellies. I was like, oh, well, let's go to Pop Bellies. And I know he likes Pop Bellies, but they've recently, by, by, by uh, the Pop Bellies, they built a Chipotle. And he's like, he's like, oh no, you don't want to get some Chipotle. I'm like, Chipotle. And then I see a Starbucks cup in his cup holder. And what is going on, dude? A lot of Mexicans fuck with Chipotle. What are you talking about? Have you guys even eaten Chipotle? I've eaten Chipotle. It's the shit, right? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, for a fast food place, right? Who are is you? it better than Taco? <laughs> is it better than Taco Bell? Hey, we might see a Taco Bell wrapper in your car. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, actually. I fucks with Starbucks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks, they got some good shit. I don't, like, fuck with their coffee or nothing, but, like, you know. Starbucks is for the, women. The, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because I go there doesn't mean, well, actually, yeah, I even, uh, I always have a book in my hand for some like, reason. When you, when you go downtown, still, when you go downtown, <laughs> you see nothing but Starbucks cups. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're overrated. Just, like, their coffee, their coffee is not that great to me in my opinion uh i wouldn't pay for their coffee like that but like i like like their special drinks and shit like that but i always fucked with with uh like their special stuff not their coffee but yeah you know it's decent <laughs> it's a brand i just happen They're to have an a iphone too lifestyle that's all <laughs> but but uh what what are what are your thoughts on the iphone 10 um i think that's it's, it's it looks cool but um you brought up a good point uh where where like apple well, really just cell phones in general have become so normal uh, that now it's like they're kind of going back to the whole, like, damn, this is the fucking upper echelon of phones. And also we have the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. In, yeah, in one of my friends it. at work, I feel like he said it best. He's like, Apple with this phone is going to separate the boys from the men. Like, that's yeah. what they want to do with this, with the iPhone 10. It's like... Which reintroduce, I feel bad for, reintroduce a little yeah. bit of uh of uh, uh I don't know if you want to say elitism, but like yeah. you know what when it comes to the phone, and then even the Wall Street Journal sort of uh co-signed that point with an article that I read recently, where they were saying, just like the automobile industry, as the smartphone industry becomes more commonplace and more people have smartphones, yeah. you can expect more brands to create phones like this. Where they kind of, it's like, okay, well, now everybody has a smartphone. At a point, everybody started to have a car. So what do we do? We create more luxurious cars. Yeah. We create more luxurious phones. So it, it, it's interesting. It looks awesome, though. Yeah, it, it looks does. awesome. As an Apple fan, it, it looks, it looks. Uh, yeah, I want to get it. But God damn. But, Just the 64 gig is like a, a stack. Yeah. Then they got the, what, what is it? One, the, one, the, it's the a, two, yeah. the 250 something. And it's that's like, 1140. It's not that much more expensive for, for the memory that you're getting. But, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. But it's, I just feel bad for Vince because, you know, like, he don't even have a 7, let alone an 8. Because he, he's not an uh, Apple, Apple guy. <laughs> Apple guy. That's, that's fucked up, man. I, I my my identity, it's not phone. I, I don't live by phone uh, 
politics. I don't, you know, my <laughs> phone my phone does not define who I am. It, it is funny because it is a little bit of, of of politics because like we would always be trying to convince our friends like, nah, yeah. man, you need to you need to you know get civilized, you know. Yeah, it's like I get sad because everyone I text is blue, but like you and Big Baby and DC, it's like it's green. So it's uh, so you don't even understand. You don't that. even understand no, what he's no, saying. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> because like when you text a fellow Apple user, like the text messages are blue. Sometimes mm-hmm. I Facetime my fellow Apple users. I can't Facetime you though. <laughs> so it's kind of heartbreaking to me. You can just call. Let's let's wrap this up. But um uh yeah so that's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Again, you can follow Vincent Williams at Vincentity Williams on Twitter. I'm not a, I'm not a big social media guy. So. And then, and then your website is uh, vincentitywilliams.com, no? No, no, that's, no. That's no. a website, but the uh, yeah. blog is Critic at Extra Large. Critic at Extra Critic Large. Critic at yeah. Extra Large. And like always, if we talk about something that you think somebody you know is interested in, Make sure you send them the link. Share it with them. Um, we're everywhere. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Go to audiowapesmusic.com. Hey, and now you can join our newsletter, our Audiowapes newsletter. So when you go to the website, you'll see a little, a little message pop up. All you got to do is put in your email. It'll instantly add you to our newsletter. That way we can kind of keep you up to date and everything we got going on, which we got a lot of stuff going on and yeah. a lot of stuff coming out. Now, I'm going to have to ask you, what do you think our T-shirt that we just have, we just made, is is that? Like, what what would you rank it, one, one through ten? I, I'd say, like, a 15. Like, you guys got to go to audioapesmusic.com. He's clearly a little bit more arrogant than I am. Like, I, I, I'm pleased with it. I think it looks good. And you guys have to no, check but, it out. But I do think a lot of people, when they see the shirt, they'll yeah. want to buy one. And, like, yeah. that's just my honest opinion. Yeah. So, uh, so check it out. Uh, and it's on the website. We have a merchandise page now. So you click there. It'll send you to Teespring, which is a, a very reputable website. And then they handle the shipping and the, the, the inventory and all that. So that's audioapesmusic.com. And follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Thank you so much for listening. Keep sharing. Keep subscribing. Keep rating. Keep reviewing. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. Peace.